Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. everybody welcome to the wicked anime podcast this is episode 71 and i am the stupid awesome analyst jonathan hi and with me is my bro andrew the hard man with harder opinions hello just so you guys know this episode is being released one day before our birthday happy birthday jonathan happy birthday andrew yeah i got you cool things just so you know i got you pretty cool things too yeah and this is, a, we're at the ripe age of quarter of a century now. Yeah, we probably have about, like, two or three more of these left in our life. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, and then we'll be dead. Yep. So, that's cool. And so, we figured this was a special occasion, uh, but it's just me and Andrew today, as, yeah. as you... So it's, and it's, so, it's special occasion, but this is not a special episode. No. It's just a regular episode with your two guys that make this show all the time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry, well, not sorry. Yeah. But anyways, we do not have a topic for today. We want to kind of keep it short, and we're going to keep rolling through. However, I don't know how short it's going to be. We got a lot of news. Yeah, well, it's not even a lot of news. We have an overabundance this week of fan service and news articles that you guys sent us. Yeah, and we've done this before, haven't we? We've done this once before. It was after our first con month when we didn't do any fan service whatsoever, and then we came back, and there was a whole bunch of fan service to go through. Yeah, so um, so we're going to focus a lot on what you guys sent us, because a lot of you guys sent us some really cool news articles, some really funny news articles, a lot of the same news articles, because <laughs> like a whole bunch of weird stuff is going on, Yeah, uh, and we're just going to share it with you guys. Yeah, we'll go through all your stuff, and we'll catch up, we'll talk, we'll chat, and you guys can throw us feedback, and please keep sending us fan service, it's yeah, awesome. And, and remember guys, if you send us anything, we'll probably talk about it on the show, so all of you silent fans out there that like to listen, shoot us something, even if it's just us. Uh, Something to say hi, or you have a funny thing that you saw on the internet, or hey, this meme was funny, we'll take it. Uh, so you can contact us, and uh, and your name will show up on this show. WickedAnimeReviews at gmail.com. Okay, so time to ring news bell. News. Boom. And uh, let's get into the, the meat of the news right here. Let's start off with some media news, uh, which I got the first news piece here, which I saw oh, traveling across my Facebook page in the interwebs, was that uh, Haya Miyazaki, rather Studio Ghibli, is releasing a Miyazaki Blu-ray collection. Every movie that Haya Miyazaki has ever worked on and directed is coming out in 
a, a giant Blu-ray pack. Yep, and uh, this is something that you guys also sent us. Um, I believe Gerardo was the one who sent us to this first, uh, where I was essentially like, oh, crap, my wallet. So that was actually, that is part of one of the news stories uh, of, of the part of the fan service as well. Very cool. Yeah, the pack is coming out. I don't remember a release date exactly. I didn't say. I... Uh, not specifically. Yeah, well, you can wait if you want it, if you're interested, if you have friends who have not seen a Ghibli film and it's a good way to introduce them into anime, 250 bucks for Blu-rays? I mean, you know, that's... And there's what? Ten? I don't know how many movies are on there. There's There should be a decent amount of movies for 250 bucks. I mean... It's that's that seems like a pretty good deal, especially the quality of movies you're getting, you know. Anyways, next up in media news, uh, I did have this story that I saw come across my Facebook feed about extras from the Attack on Titan movie speaking out about the terrible conditions. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, so um, if if you guys haven't seen any of the reviews from Japan, the Attack on Titan live-action movie is doing terribly. Is it really? It's awful. Oh. Yeah. The thing that's coming out of this is a lot of the extras from the movie are stepping forward and they're saying that the working conditions that they were with under the movie are awful. They, huh. That they were just so mistreated and they felt like they were being herded around like cattle. Which, in the defense of movie makers, from my perspective, that kind of happens a lot. Because being a being an extra is a volunteer basis and everything like that. And, and they need to get things done. And extras are not professionals, usually. Mm. So they kind of get talked down to a lot because they don't know what they're doing. They're not actors. They're not professionals. They're not being paid. You know, so they don't get to, they don't get a part of the catering. They don't get a paycheck. But even still, there were people who were stepping forward and saying that they were that the casting director and the assistant director were very rude to them. They were in on this hot set. They were they were just cattled around, and they said like, Get, "Do this! You're doing it wrong!" You know, you're they're being yelled at. I do it like you did the first time. You know, huh? There was one testimony from somebody who was a villager, and there was one testimony from somebody who was a Titan extra. And the Titan extra was very disappointed at the end because they they went to go see the movie, and all they saw was their foot. Which I don't know how you recognize your own foot unless you got some kind of fungus or growth. Uh, but th- that's what they said. They were like, I saw my foot in the final. Which is the whole purpose of being an extra. That I understand. But with the people being mistreated, they said that the sets were hot. The sets were awfully made. Like they, they were t- The sets were terrible. Hmm. They the the crew was, like, was leaning up against their own sets and everything like that. It's just... It, it was not a good time. Now, uh... I, I don't know. They, I, I hear that there's already a teaser trailer out for a second Attack on Titan movie because it's just Attack on Titan. It's just Attack on Titan. It's, it's a cash cow, you know? I mean, they, we keep making Call of Duty games here in America, so I guess they got to keep making Attack on Titan in Japan. Even if it's terrible, Even like Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. But there's, I guess there was the teaser that there was a new kind of Titan in it. There was, like, this Titan kicking another titan in the face but he had like the, these glowing purple underneath his muscle structure and he had like white hair i i don't know the people are saying that it was new i haven't read the whole manga so i can't say one way or the other but people were saying it's a new thing interesting yeah so, like they're they're straying away yeah maybe, as they normally do maybe there's going to be less extras in this next movie though it's going to be a very 
a very you know well I mean I guess that makes sense in in the in the fact that everybody runs away at in the first attack that's yeah movie and everybody... you know they run to the middle yeah right so maybe maybe that's maybe that's a good thing works in their benefit they don't have to hire extras for the second one now that's all I have for media news do you have any media news or gaming news or anything like that yeah um, so I don't have anything specifically for me. But uh, here's all the things that the fans started to send us. Both uh, Wicked Fan Brad and Gerardo uh, sent us along uh, information on, hey, Michael Bay is directing a freaking Gundam movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, and this has been making waves across the internet. You know, everybody's reading it. And it's from Anime Maru. Now, uh, if you guys don't know, um, Anime Maru is technically an Onion version of Anime News Network. Yeah, so Anime um, Maru trolled you guys. Sorry. Uh, well, see, but that's the thing. I don't know how many people were actually trolled by this, but a lot of people were like, ew, and no, and I don't want this. Like, they obviously didn't get the joke. Um, which happens quite often on on troll sites. Well, because uh, The Onion made an article the same exact way as this. He said that Michael Bay is going to be making a Thundercats movie. Right. This happened years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, so now, uh, all, essentially, all that happened was Anime Maru took that same article idea and said, uh, hey, he's making a Gundam movie. I think it's funny that if people want to be trolled, like, you just throw Michael Bay onto a property that we loved at one point and, and say that he's making it and everybody loses their mind. Like, it's just so funny to me that he's so notorious for making these action movies that are just so bad. But not even really that bad. I know that Sean, if he was on this episode, that he would he would defend it to the death. He would be like, "Yeah, Michael Bay should make a, a Gundam movie." But yeah, it's it's just a it's a regular trend um, now of all these like fake articles showing up, all these satire sites. Uh, aiming at troll audiences, kind of. Yeah, to throw Michael Bay in their faces, and everybody says, no! So next up, we also have uh, another article from that Gerardo had sent us. There's a Naruto movie in the works. Wait, like, other than Boruto? Like, a live-action Naruto movie. Oh. Like, a Western-made live-action Naruto Wait, movie. Wait, really? Yep. Not Anime Maru, right? Nope, nope. This is uh, uh, a whole bunch of different... Uh, ver- this is uh, one that he averaged uh, since. This is from Variety.com. Variety? Yeah. The idea is that uh, Liongate Studios... Uh, this so, sounds like a movie they would make. Yeah, so uh, like Lionsgate, they make like everything that's like dark and gritty, almost, uh, almost. Like there, there's a lot of Lionsgate films that aren't, but uh, it seems to be a trend with them. Michael Gracie is going to make the adaption to it. Now, uh, whether this is more than just a rumor, I have no idea. Uh, but all I can think of when I hear Naruto Western made live action movie is. M Night Shyamalan and Last Airbender. Like, yeah, that's all that rings through my head. So, who would direct a good ninja movie? Good question. Uh, I don't know. This is kind of getting into the, the pitch territory, which we haven't done an episode of that in a while. I mean, I almost think that it's really hard for any anime to be made into an actual movie. Who would you cast as Naruto? Oh, f- who knows? Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is Naruto. Michael Sarah would be Naruto. Somebody has to be equally as annoying to the American audience. So, I would say Michael Sarah would be a perfect. Uh, no. John Hamm as Kakashi. John Hamm <laughs> as Kakashi. Oh my goodness. Kakashi Hamm. Yeah. I don't know if that's just strictly rumor or if it's actually happening, but uh, people other than Gerardo sent us that, that saying, you know, giving us that little peek into information. 
you know, I hear it here and there from anime fans. So we'll see, guys. We will see. But that is a piece of media that has been making its way around. Michael Gracie has literally done nothing that I've seen. <laughs> the greatest showman on earth that is coming out in 2016. Naruto is the second thing on his list coming out in 2017. And then The Muppet Man, Rocket Man, and Daughter of Smoke and Bone are the next things that he's doing. Now, he's done visual effects for everything else that he's done, which I haven't heard of a single thing that he's done. Digital artist on a movie called Amy from 1997. The Genie from Down Under 2 1998 TV series. Cubby House in 2001, which was a compile in a compilation film, it looks like. Double Vision. Digital Compositor. Ned Kelly, Visual Effects Supervisor. Uh, and The Magician, Visual Effects Supervisor. So he hasn't directed a single movie yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, ne- the first thing he's directing is coming out next year. Uh, and then Naruto is coming right after that in 2017. Yeah, I feel like that's a really specific guy then to uh, to not have made a movie before. Um, to If you were making a satire article, it would make no sense because he's not a big name director. So there has to be some sort of valid rumor behind it. Unless it's a really big troll that they even got IMDB on board with it. Yeah, right. When's it coming out? April 1st? Oh, no. <laughs> Next up uh, in news uh, comes from Wicked Fan Sean. Sean sent us some pretty good articles in the past. Okay, so these are the two media news ones that he sent us, and then he also sent us some gaming news, which there is gaming news on top of this from you guys. It's amazing. So next up, uh, the first one comes from uh, One Piece is coming to an end. Or it's not coming to an end, but it will end. Uh, So there is an ending in sight. The creator, um, uh, Ichiro uh, Oda knows how it's going to end. Uh, and I, I was actually discussing this with um, a guy at work uh, who also is huge on One Piece. He reads a lot of One Piece. He, he's been reading the manga. And apparently there's only one other person in the world who knows how One Piece is going to end, and that's because Ichiro Oda told his editor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let him know what he thought and get get those kinds of things on it. But nobody else knows. So the current story at the moment... Uh, Oda says is that he figures that it's about 70 to 80 percent complete wow really that far yep uh that is how far one piece has come and i believe it it's been running for a really long time almost 20 years so that means he's got another another 10 eight eight years in his belt maybe well maybe we'll see he says that he has it all mapped out and that he no- even knows to the point how many more volumes it's going to be. Well, okay. Other than that information, we know nothing else, but good on you, man. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I, a complete it, story. Once it's over, I'll marathon through the whole thing. Yep, that's right. Next up, we have the popularity of Monster Masume. Uh, you, you heard about this one. N- have I? Yeah, uh, the merchandise being sold. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I do. this is almost kind of a strange news story, but I'm not going to consider it a strange news story because there's nothing strange about it. It's yeah. just an awesome Dakimakura. Yeah, maybe a fetish of the week. <laughs> so, so Comic Cut has come around, and Monster Masume is, you know, oh, super popular more than ever. Like it's a pop- it's a popular manga, but, but now not. more than ever because the anime is coming out. It's huge. Yeah, there is uh, the girl. The first female in it is Mia, who is the snake. Woman, the Lamia, mm-hmm. uh, and she is a huge snake. Uh, so, hey, they made a Dakimakura of her. 
a life-size Dakimakura of her. <laughs> it's a 23-foot-long pillow. That's so my fetish. It's, and it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, wh- where would you put something like that? I mean, a lot of Japanese people do not live in a big house. <laughs> Look at that thing. That's amazing. It's literally the clone stamp tool, like, just done over and over again. I almost feel like that's what they did. Where the heck would you find a pillow that long? It's like $800. That's what it's estimated to be at, $800. That's a lot of fabric. There's a lot of fabric, and that is a lot of pillow. And I it's sure... It's a whole lot of woman. Yeah. I sure hope you like Monster Masume. Snake woman. <laughs> that is insane. Now, in my opinion, uh, just as a little update for Monster Masume, my opinion right now, Mia is the cutest one out of all the monsters. You think so? I I really like Sue. Now, I'm not going to disagree. I really like Sue as well, and I like the content. I just think it's it's so weird because she's almost like a child. Well, okay, it's not in that sense that I like Sue. No, 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 yeah. The, the reason why I like Sue is because she's a completely different character from the rest of them. She... Is yeah. her, the concept of her is so far different than the rest of them that when, that she's almost like a plot device. Yeah, you know, like all the other girls are there for a harem based setting, but Sue is actually somebody who legitimately needs to be taken care of, and when she gets into trouble, it causes a problem for everybody. And I, that's the reason why I like Sue as a character so much in the series is because she actually does something for the story. She shows up. She's legitimately illegal. She's not supposed to be living in the house with the main character. And that is what makes her so great to the story. However, I do also think she's really cute. Yeah. Especially when she's just the little amorphous thing in the and like holding her in the bucket and she's just got one little green tentacle and her two little green eyes sticking out of the bucket. That's cute. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen Monster Masume, you should. Yeah, it's, it's it is so not my fetish. However, it is so enticing and I cannot stop watching it. It is really cute, but it's also very sexual. So if you yeah. if you don't like that sexual co- I mean, I don't necessarily like a lot of sexual content in my anime either. Right. But um it, this one kind of is very cute. It, so. Well, it, it kind of makes an excuse for itself because it is so strange that, you know, it kind of surpassed. Because it tries to, to do this thing where it takes you past the point where it's like, oh, that person is half of a snake. No, they try to put the idea in your head that that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That the fact that it's a snake, you can still have your brain potentially fall in love with this character. It's almost like a my wife who's not weird thing that we would discuss. But that's exactly what it is. You know, you, you start to think about these characters other than, oh, that person has is half of a snake body. That's gross. <laughs> so anyways. All right. So uh, next up, uh, we're going to move on to some gaming news. And uh, we have a lot of gaming news or a good handful of gaming news from you guys. Uh, and we're going to kick off with uh, Wicked Fan Sean again. And uh, Sean sends us that uh, a new look at the uh, upcoming Attack on Titan game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says that, hey, uh, you guys, you know, have the new Wicked Anime pl- uh, Wicked Anna pl- Anna Play channel on Twitch. Are you sure that's what the channel's called, Andrew? Wicked Anna Play? Yeah, are you, uh, are you sure? It seems like you had a little trouble there. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, you made the channel. I did. <laughs> so, uh, Wiki, he says, this one would be great for Wicked Anna Play, because it's coming out for PS4, PS3, and Vita. Um, Are we even going to get it? 
Yeah, it might be worth it, because I, I was thinking about getting the Attack on Titan game for the 3DS as I well. I mean, we as in North America, not we as in you and me. That's no problem whatsoever, but I mean, we as in North America, are we going to get it? It is a Koei temp, uh, Temco, so there is a good chance. I'm going to take a look at this t- uh, teaser trailer right now. Peggy 16. I wonder if it's going to be a Dynasty to Warrior style. Probably, that's what Koei Tecmo's good at. <laughs> Attack on Titan working title. Yeah. <laughs> That was gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a teaser, but we get a little bit of a look at the models of the characters, models of the Titans, uh, very quick looks that is. It is a Koei Tecmo game, and a lot of them do come to North America, and a lot, and everybody has that huge, you know, fan following for Attack on Titan, and there were English titles and English text in that trailer. So it seems to be a very plausible thing, and hey, if we do get it, expect to see it on Wicked Anaplay. Uh, and then, of course, next up, uh, we want to talk about Corpse Party, which a couple episodes ago, I talked about this in the What We're Watching section. It's uh, it's a horror game that's really popular, or not really popular, but it does have its own popularity, and they made a short OVA series anime about it. Really gory, kind of messed up, only four episodes long. Uh, the game is being released here. Game? Yes. Hmm. Um, and it's for the Vita, I believe. So So no one's going to play it. Y- you know, and... Oh, wait a second. Oh, this is... A, I'm sorry. This isn't the game. This is a live-action movie. Right. Uh, so I know about the live-action movie. Yeah. So, uh, well, so it is still relevant that the game is coming here to North America on the Vita. But this is the live-action movie trailer. That uh, Sean had sent us. Uh, because it's game-based, it's a game-based movie. The trailer, uh, me, having seen Corpse Party and wanting, having wanted to try at least play it, but I don't have a Vita, so that really is kind of shot. It looks cool, because I understand what's going on. Now, Corpse Party, you know, is filled with giblets and gore. So, I'm almost positive that Japan's going to put all that stuff in, because they're really good at that with their grindhouse flicks. Like, they make a lot of horror movies, they make a lot of grindhouse gory flicks so yeah whatever it, it, it could work next comes from uh, wicked fan shaded spriter shaded spriter sends us uh it's not really news per se but it's kind of a fun tidbit he wanted to let us know this is related to red dash the kickstart new kickstarter project from the Mega Man people uh what he wanted to let us know that in japan Mega Man legends is called rockman dash now because red ash is emulating what Mega Man legends was it's Red Ash or Re-Dash. Like, so redoing Dash, Rockman Dash. <laughs> so Is that, like, some kind of conspiracy code or something like yeah, that? Like, I think so. Are we getting into, like, Five Nights at Freddy's lore here? Like, those teaser trailers that, that, that put so much secret stuff into it in order to figure out the story, you know, all that stuff that you need to do? It's, it's super possible, because that's just odd. Like, it's, it's so cool how it kind of... I don't Is know. Kojima making this game yeah. with them? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So uh, that's just a fun little tidbit that you guys can use. Uh, if it's official, I have no idea. Is Maybe. this the game that Kojima and Guillermo del Toro are going to move on to working on? They're going Norman Reedus is going to play Red Ash, and that would be that would most then, certainly be a thing. Yeah, and then you know, players can read your controller, whatever. It's it's going to be weird. <laughs> what? Like Psycho Mantis from the first. Oh yeah. And I believe that's all we have for gaming news. Okay. 
so next up to in some strange news. Yeah, it's time for some strange news for sure. Alright, uh, so uh, we're going to start with something a little bit smaller. First up in strange news is a story where a Taiwanese illustrator uh, somehow related to uh, erotic novels over there. He's probably a, a book illustrator. Like He, he probably, co- yeah, he probably co- makes covers for Yeah, a cover illustrator. But either way, gender swap famous Dragon Ball Z characters. Now, I don't, I don't say famous Dragon Ball Z characters lightly. I just mean like main cast characters. So there's Cell, Krillin, Piccolo, uh, Boo, which is weird. Well, um, here's the, th- the weird thing actually right off the bat is that Piccolo is gender swapped, especially because... Namekians are are unisex. They're yeah, that's right. There's a, well, technically they're like all male, like and they can reproduce. Like they're like SpongeBob. They reproduce by body. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but then the funny thing is too that they also did it for Frieza, and the whole point of Frieza was yeah, that, it's just like is it a guy? Is it a girl? Yeah, it's supposed that also supposed to be a unisex character. You know, a, a, uh, yeah. But this one's definitely a female Frieza because it has boobs. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so does so does the the gender swap boo, but that yeah, doesn't see, really like make the a Majin, difference. Yeah, Majin Boo like this gender swapped and has like breasts, but he's fat and as a male has breasts anyway. So like, it's, <laughs> it it just looks like it's just the feminine. Face. Yeah, it just looks like a a Taiwanese illustration of of boo of Majin Boo <laughs> like uh, blushing. I think the best one that came out was Cell. You yeah, know, Cell it, is definitely the best. Um, so then next up, this is the one that has, it was sent, also sent to us by, like, everybody. Do you want to do this one first, or do you have another one? I kind of have one that relates to eroticism in the same way that, <laughs> that erotic novels happen. All right, do that one first, then, and we'll do this one. Because I, I found this one uh, on my own. It wasn't, this one wasn't particularly from a fan, but there was this story about this, the school in Indonesia that was outraged over one of the books that was given to them because the editorial staff of the book, when they put them together, they, there's a review section in the back of every te- textbook. You know the, the ones where you look into the back of the book and you have to do the homework questions in there? Well, one of the reference pictures used in this Indonesian high school was a porn star from uh, Japan, I believe, Maria Ozawa. And she was in. She was taken as a reference picture and put into the back of this book. And I don't know what it was for, whether or not it was in like a, a book for a different language or what. But you know, we had to. You have to write some info about her. But parents were outraged over this because kids were looking her up. I don't know what ha. what in particular <laughs> they they would they would need to look her up for whether or not it's like oh hey Maria was I was in this book to, to, like write different things about her in the back of the book or, or something like that I don't know there was something that led to them re- reviewing who she was and when they Google searched her porn uh, and ha. the school was completely outraged about yeah, this I would be too yeah <laughs> and uh, and so there's. There's not good times, or good times, you know, for for high school kids, for high school boys. That's yeah, that's that's, that's a great. bonus. Porn for homework, yeah, you just know? like corrupts, you know, corrupt the youth of of, of not America, of Japan. <laughs> no, <laughs> Indonesia. Oh, oh, this is Indonesia. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maria Ozawa was in the back of an Indonesian book in an Indonesian high school. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so next up now. This is the one that a lot of people were sending us. Uh, you, we had uh, Gerardo sending us this. We had Mike sending us this. And 
And then a lot of people being like, what is this? And a lot of people being like, here, check this out. Uh, it is the Love Live Shrine. There's a Love Live Shrine in an arcade in Osaka, Japan. Okay. And what it is, it's... Uh, I've all, seen this, but I don't know what it is. It's all the Love Live characters lined up on the wall. Yes. Like, so they have their own life-size thing on the wall. Yeah. And they have like incense burning and offerings in front of each individual character. Ooh. And they have like prayer spots so you can like pray and donate in front of them and tithe in front of them and burn incense in front of them. It's literally a worship temple for your your favorite Love Live character. So what you're saying is Love Live is actually becoming bigger than AKB48. Like, if you think about it, like, AKB48, there's actually girls who are at least 0.001% there's an achievable way of getting getting these, these girls. However, they've decided to make a shrine where you could worship and send offerings to a 2D female fake character. Yes. <laughs> This is just really weird. So actually, so Mike Mike was the one who sent us the thing saying, I don't know what this is. Uh, can you explain? And we said, why? Yes, we can. Uh, so there you go. That's what that's what it is. It is literally. It's a worship. It's a it's, worship temple. Yeah. In front of like they have tatami mats in front of them so you can pray. That is as strange as it gets. No, no. We got way more. Do we really? We got still. We got still more. And I think personally it's stranger. Okay. Yeah, I got I got to. Now, everybody knows that that we've done stories on on moetons before in the past, and we've actually also done ones that involve mascots of cities. Now, there was this this story that I found this morning of this recording about a new mascot for um Shima City. And there's going to be a little history to go back in here. For those of you who don't know, Shima City have this group of women called ama divers and ama divers are they they're shellfish divers where they just jump right into the sea no oxygen tanks or nothing just jump right into the sea get a whole basket and bucket full of of clams and other kinds of shellfish and then bring them back up and sell them and they decided to create this moeton that represented the city there's some complaints about her now. There's some complaints like that everybody in the city voted on, yes, this is a good model, and I'll, I'll post it, you know, because it's, it's wholesome, it's good, it's cute, and it's a really good representation for the city. Her name is uh, Aoshima Megu. Okay. And she, she's in, like, this white yukata, and she's got a diving mask on her head, and, and she's got these uh, shell earrings, uh, and it's, it's good, it's cute. But there were some representatives from the Ama Diver community, this uh, 65, I think I believe one was 65 and one was 35, demanding that it w- would be re- reconsidered and it would be taken away because her outfit, one, it's not super correct uh-huh. and it's also not very fitting. It's not, it's not very wholesome or conservative. If you know, they say that the front is like her, that her boobs are a little too big. In it, and that her cleavage is showing a little too much, which okay. it is. And there, you just see the shape. She's very shapely, so you see the shapes of her of her breasts out front, and then the front of her robe, which kind of looks like a yukata. It's like a white yukata um, that you see a, almost too much of her crotch area, but you don't like you don't see any. It's just that you see too much leg in the picture. Uh huh. Here's the weird thing about the complaint. Historically, now 
if you if if you Google search, I'm not going to put a link in the description to this, but if you Google search Ama Divers, you will find mostly topless and or nude pictures of Japanese women jumping into the sea. Really? Because historically, and still true to this day, the Ama Divers dive naked. Not all of them do. Some of them wear bathing suits, and some of them wear actually quite conservative bathing suits. And the, the picture in the article that I found was that they they have full-on white gown things, dresses that they dive in on. But historically, throughout time, they, they were just completely nude. And I actually, I've, I've heard about the Ama Divers a lot before this, too. That's why I know a lot about this. But, but I found it funny that there were members of the diver community coming forward and saying, this... This diver is too is not conservative enough, huh? Because historically, ever since they started, you know, back when like most of the photos that you see are black and white, they're they're completely naked or or topless at least, huh? So I thought that was really funny, and and, and the fact that they were coming forward saying, "No, this anime character is bad. It's unwholesome." Think of the children. I don't know, but so that one wasn't as strange. However, I do have one that that I think tops tops it all off now. Lastly, in strange news, we got a story from North Korea. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know what North Korea is up to? Sure. They are starting August 15th. So, actually, it's already happened at the time that this recording has released. August 15th, North Korea has set all of their clocks back 30 minutes. Okay. Because they want to be on their own time schedule from the entire world. Really? Yes, they Are you were sure this is not fake. Yeah, I'm I'm it, it was on Rocket News. I don't I don't I I love Rocket News. I it, I know some of their stories sometimes are not completely legit, but I I, I want to share this one. Back in in 1910 when Japan was occupying their territory, when imperialist Japan was occupying North Korean space, they put their clocks all to the same time schedule so that they could, when they were in Japan, they could still be on the same time as their home country. Ever since then, North Korea has been so bitter about these imperialists of Japan changing their clocks so that they were on a, on a different time schedule from the rest of the world because it's completely their fault. And uh, so starting August 15th, they are going to turn all their clocks back a half hour so that they can be back on when they really are supposed to be on for the rest of the world. Huh. Yeah. And I think that's as strange as it gets. North Korea, I don't know what they're doing. They're weird, man. Yeah, they can do their own thing, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of funny because South Korea is going to be on, on a different time. I, it, it really doesn't matter. Every, it's going to be the same time regardless of what... I mean, you don't, like, travel through time depending on what your clock says. No. No. Like, my North Korean clock must be different. I know. I'm going to have to add a new clock to my computer. Like, right now, my computer has a Denver clock, a San Diego clock, a Miami clock, and a Tokyo clock, and, a, and an Australia clock. I'm going to have... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Have to add a North Korea clock in there now. Yeah, oh, like... no. <laughs> and, and then it's just going to say, I don't know. I don't know what time it is. Yeah. What, what time is it now, Kim Jong-un? Yeah, it says <laughs> Kim Jong-un o'clock all the time. Yeah, like yeah. It's Kim Jong-un time. Oh, hammer time. And that is as strange as it gets. <laughs> yeah. So that's all we have for news. It's a good title for the episode. Kim Jong-un time. It's Kim Jong-un time. <laughs> Kim Jong-un o'clock. Uh, all right uh so next up is what we're watching now uh we aren't watching anything new in particular but there is something we should talk about what's that and that is attack on titan junior high oh yeah that's right oh how adorable is that (laughs) so uh the trailer for attack on titan junior high came out and I could not stop smiling. And I know a lot of people are having a huge issue with this, like, mostly, like, the manime crowd, I, I think, uh, which we are that. We are that manime crowd, but uh, I have no problem with the cute crowd as well. Yeah. It's just, like, a lot of them are saying, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know this was something that needed to happen. Yeah, I mean, and, but this has been a manga for a long time. It's yeah. actually been almost as long as Attack on Titan has been out in America, Attack on Titan Junior High was in America, too. So if you guys haven't watched the trailer for Attack on Titan Junior High... It's it's so cute. Cute. (laughs) It's so cute. I want to watch it. One one of my favorite comic books that I ever read was actually for preschool level age. It was called Tiny Titans. Yes. And it was the Teen Titans universe put into elementary school. And the whole purpose of it was so that little kids could read this DC Universe thing, like, at the age of whenever they start reading. And that was one of the greatest things about it was because they actually put current topics in the universe. Like, the lunch lady was was Darkseid, and there was one time where uh, Principal Slade had to leave (laughs) the school, and so he got lunch lady... Dark side to to watch the the Tiny Titans classroom, and so uh, suddenly it was finals. Like like Dark Side declared that it was finals, and now everybody was in a finals crisis. And oh, it was. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, the, the book that Batman dies in was Final Crisis, and it, oh, it was so good. It, it like it was one of my favorite, most favorite things ever. And so I have I'm used to this this younger audience thing that they do. And yeah. And I think that's exactly what uh, Junior High, Attack on Titan Junior High is going for. Yeah. And uh, so I'm excited for it. And uh, it's slated for uh, October. Okay. It's going to have an October release. So the fall. Yeah, only a couple. Yeah, it's going to be part of the fall season. So that's only a couple months away. Yeah. Um, My favorite part of the trailer was at the very beginning, like before they were in junior high. Remember how, okay, so you know how in the first episode of Attack on Titan, it's like they're they're a couple years younger, and then it flashes forward to when they're in the military and they're way older now? At the beginning of Attack on Titan Junior High, 
it's before they're in junior high, so they're in elementary school, and they're these even smaller versions of themselves, and oh my gosh, they're so cute. <laughs> Little Mikasa, my heart melts for her. It's like... You know, my my heart melts for Mikasa anyway, so like little Mikasa is just like adorableness, like you know, shrunk down to the size of a bowling ball. <laughs> so not in a creepy pervert way. Yeah, no, <laughs> like hey, look, like children can be cute, but like not in like a, a creepy way now. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I just, I, I just feel like I just feel like I have to throw that in there because if people because say, of the anime crowd, yeah, the anime crowd the anime, is dangerous. Like, you know, as soon as they say like, "Oh, that thing's cute," it means that you want to have sex with yeah, it. Yeah, lowly con. Yeah, lowly no. con. Get your mind out of the gutter, you perverts. <laughs> uh, so Attack on Titan High School, that or junior, junior high. high, yeah, high Attack school. on Titan Junior High, Attack on Titan Junior High coming in October. Let's do it, guys. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> so is that a thing that we've been waiting for? Yes. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> that's all I would say for what we're watching. So it is time. Yeah, after that, I say that it is time to get a little perverted because we are going to our finish of the week. You guys got to sit through the whole thing because there's, no one's here to stop yeah, us. there's nobody here to stop us. It's our birthday, damn it. Okay. So, uh, what do we got? For this episode, I have for our fetish of the week, the Ambiguous Thighs Gallery. What? There's a new gallery called by the photographer Yulia okay. at the Today's Gallery Studio in Japan. Okay. It's called the Ambiguous Thighs Gallery, where it's just a gallery in the entire building of just anonymous women's thighs. Really? Yeah. It's leg pictures. And there are pictures in all sorts of situations where you have thighs hanging on the wall in mini skirts, you got school swimsuits, you got bikinis, there are some that ha- are, are drenched in water, there are some that are sunny, you know, it's just a whole bunch of different things. And the thing of it is, the gallery was created to celebrate fetishism. Really? Yeah. The whole idea of the of the whole gallery is because it's like, hey, check it out. We all got fetishes, so why don't we celebrate some of them? And this guy likes thighs. Okay. So there's different there's different pictures of like you don't see any of the girls' faces, and it's just pictures of their legs. There's nothing dirty about it whatsoever. Like they're all fully clothed. Um, you know, some people might find some of them dirty because of the subject matter, whether or not it's a bathing suit or uh, I don't, I don't know. Well, if and see, that's underwear. the thing. That's what fetishism is. Fetishism is um, eroticizing something that's that, not, erotic. yeah, that isn't supposed to be erotic. Yeah, kind of so, like, like legs or, or feet. Yeah, you hands know? and feet, hands, and feet. Yeah, like anything like that. Like any of those kinds of fetishes. There's no men's thighs in the gallery, though, too. I think that it's kind of one-sided. But, I, you know, sexism, I don't think, really exists in Japan. So I don't even <laughs> well, think yeah, that they think, realize I that. I think it does, but, you know, they... I mean, it's it's different than here in the U.S. Yeah. Like, so I don't know the photographer, Yulia, whether... I mean, and that's kind of an a- ambiguous name itself. Like, is that is that male or female? Who knows? Is it's, a it a, of, it's a Fist of the North Star character. Yulia! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so that I I would I would go to that gallery in a heartbeat. I yeah, gotta, check it out. I gotta like, say, mm-hmm. yeah, this is look at it. Look at the look at some thighs. Mm-hmm. It's relevant to my interest, and that is Japan's <laughs> fetish of the week. Yay! 
And so now this time we actually have some Into the West. Okay, I know we don't have anybody here, but I don't want to hear the horse. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is a few weeks old. Uh, and by a few weeks old, I mean like a month old by now. I think that the, the campaign is over. Yeah, uh, but I do want to talk about it. Actually, I want to look that up. Yeah, uh, well, because we can actually update you on this. Because uh, we've known about this from day one. We've known about this since the announcement of it. And uh, we're actually not even sure if we had even talked about it. Because we talked about it with the Nerdy Show guys. It still has 12 days to go as of today. So by the time this episode comes out, the Kickstarter is going to be over. But we, have, of course, are talking about SWAT Cats. Yes. SWAT Cats Revolution. The Kickstarter, as of right now, two weeks uh, ago from this recording, is at one. It, it reached its 100,000 goal. And $100,000 uh, is 50000 more than they were asking for. Yeah. And, okay, check this out, though. The $50,000 goal was to create just a series Bible, three scripts, character designs, and concept art. That's all well and good, but that stuff is supposed to be done before the, 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 the campaign starts. Yeah. That was my issue. Like, I get that that's, that's a lot to ask for, but, I mean, you created SWAT cats. So you should have the ability to just whip out some some character designs and and have an idea to go on. I mean, because isn't that where this whole thing kind of starts? It's like, hey, check it out. Look what look at the script I wrote. We should totally remake SWAT Cat so we can do this script. Yep, that should already be done. Now, a uh, little history of SWAT Cats for me personally. I love SWAT Cats. It's my favorite Hanna Barbera cartoon ever. Yeah. Um, it's like the epitome of 90s action, uh, like good 90s action, not like, you know, your Saturday morning cartoon kind of stuff. Uh, this is the most actiony and violent Hanna Barbera cartoon that was ever made. I think the only one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and the fact that uh, these guys, the original creators of SWAT Cats, got their licensing back from Hanna-Barbera is beyond me or even anybody at Nerdy Show. Like, we were all discussing this before. Yeah, the creators are brothers, uh, Christian and Yvonne Tremblay. And I think Yvonne, uh, Yvonne Tremblay looks like Tommy Wuzo. Yeah. And he kind of sounds like him, too. Yeah, so... Um, oh, hi, Razor. <laughs> oh, hi, T-Bone. <laughs> the goals or the rewards that they have set for the... Uh, for the campaign are okay. You know, they're only okay because you don't you you choose a, a tier and then you you but you don't get any of the previous tiers items. You have to get a bundle pack in this tier, you know, to get it, which is yeah, that's that's a really strange thing to do. Usually, when you donate five dollars, they give you a high five, and then when you donate ten dollars, you get a T-shirt, and then when you donate fifteen dollars, you get a bumper sticker, the T-shirt, and the high five. Yeah, you know. So, but they're not doing that. Nope, they're not. They chose not to do that for that one, which is okay, I guess. But uh, it's just interesting. So, but they have busted over their one hundred thousand dollars stretch goal, so we can look forward to seeing a two-minute animation teaser, which I guess is okay. You know, I mean, all that money for a two-minute teaser trailer? Yeah. Um, well, because I wanted to... I didn't want to donate to this. As and uh, I did, as I just finished saying, SWAT Cats is my fa- one of my favorite ever. Like, I have a DVD set of SWAT Cats. I, uh, I went to, you know, the WB store and, and bought the print-on-order DVD set of SWAT Cats. So they don't, even, they don't even release these. Yeah. You have to buy it from them. Yeah, and, and they'll make it for you. And I wanted it, and I have it. I have both seasons of SWAT Cats. Which is a good thing. Which is a great thing. 
Um, but first intro was the best. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually have a metal cover uh, in my music library by this guy named Adam Small, who did a metal cover of both theme songs put together to make one theme song. Nice. And it was yeah, it was really cool. But I didn't want to donate to this campaign unless I was guaranteed something animated. Now, what does that mean to you? Because we do have something animated now, right? However, at $200,000, we get a one 22-minute episode. So the goal that they're at right now, they have to double it within 12 days in order for us to get one episode of the show. Right. Is it worth it? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and I really wanted to get, do the tier where I got a, a SWAT Cats t-shirt, um, but it's really expensive. 50 bucks for yeah. a t-shirt. I mean, and I understand that I'd be helping the campaign. Ugh, but animation, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, I could just draw some fan art of T-Bone and Razor myself. Yeah, right? Yeah, and then, you know, after the $200,000 stretch goal, so $200,000, you get 22-minute episode, and then after that is a million dollars for five. So basically, they're asking for $200,000 per episode. Yeah. Understandable, but insane uh, for us here at Kickstarter. I I guess people... Uh, they miss their target audience, guys. Like, uh, like we, I, I, me, my age, we're the target audience. And I understand we're the ones that are on the internet at this time, but there's not enough of us, you know? Yeah. Like, there's not enough of us to give a million dollars away, I think. Uh, so let's start. <laughs> yeah, not, not Hanna-Barbera fanboys, yeah. that's for sure. So, so we started this off at, like, a high note of, hey, SWAT cats, this is awesome, which it is. That is badass and awesome and cool. But now it's kind of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about this now. <laughs> so, um, so that's that's our Into the West, guys. Woo! Swat cats. Woo! Okay. Fan service? Is fan service. Uh, yeah. We're not doing the Topagachi this week because you guys sent us so much fan service, so that's what we were just discussing with you. Um, uh, However, guys, I think because of that, I need to give you a little something else. So what I'm going to do in editing this episode is we got some pretty good outtakes that we've left out in the past. And most of them, if not all of the ones that I'm going to put at the end of the episode, are from our fan fiction episode with Steve Owen, 42 Believer. So I'm going to put those at the end of this episode for you guys so that you can hear some uh, some righteous outtakes. Which is great because we have fan service for the fan fiction. Do we? So it's very relevant. Oh, look at that transition. I didn't even know that. And you know what? That's that's a perfect segue. Yep. Okay, so we start fan service with Gerardo. Uh, and Gerardo sends us a message. He says, first of all, let me congrat- uh, say congratulations on getting an interview with the cast of DBC. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yes. it, was, it, was, it was kind of a, an opportunity that just kind of struck itself you know it just made itself known and i took it and it, it was it was kind of awesome yeah and so a lot of guy, a lot of people i know keto messaged us um he was going to ask us you know when are we going to start doing on-air interviews and uh now is a thing <laughs> and then uh and gerardo is saying you should do more of this stuff so you know yeah and i really hope that we can yeah we'll do our best point. uh but full-time job kind of gets in the way of that because our full-time job doesn't match with their full-time job. yeah it's a very very specifically laid out time schedule and that's really hard to do i mean even when i had my interview with sean and chris they were eating because there was that time they were doing press releases all day before they did the New York premiere of Resurrection F. 
So they were super busy and they were eating food while they were interviewing with me, which is totally cool. I totally understand. And it was a fun interview. I had a great time. But it's just that things get in the way, you know, like when when they're busy, they got to stay busy. Yep. Totally understandable. So Gerardo continues and says, uh, now the cartoons I grew up with in the, uh, were all 80s stuff, such as Thundercats, Ninja Turtles, He-Man. Uh, along with those, I also watched a lot of Hanna-Barbera, mostly Flintstones and Jetsons. Uh, and my favorite go-to cartoons of all time, Looney Tunes. Yes, Looney Tunes yeah. is amazing. Good choice, Gerardo, because me too. Looney, I, oh, I love Looney Tunes. Chuck Jones was such a great animator. Chuck Jones, Tex Avery, all those guys. Are Tex probably. Avery was the best animator. <laughs> he was he he was funny he of was the funny. of the cartoon genre. I think yeah. that I think that there are also animators that I like better, but Tex Avery he revolutionized. He was a master. Yeah, he he also influenced anime. Yep, he says. Uh, now, now, as you might have noticed, these were not educational. Uh, they're not educational in any way. That's a really good point. Yes. Unless you count Wiley Coyote's mistakes and not drop the anvil on your head. Ha! <laughs> um, so the whole it has to be educational rule didn't kick in until the early 90s where parents started uh, giving a crap about uh, what, their parent, uh, what, what their children watched. Uh, now, uh, and that is, that is partially correct. Uh, where, yes, you're right, they did not have to be educational, they were just cartoons for fun, but they were also, those cartoons were geared towards uh, an older audience. All cartoons that were owned and licensed by Warner Brothers uh, did not go by that rule because they were go- aiming towards teenagers. Yeah, because if you re- recognize back in the day when those Looney Tunes were coming out, or Merry Medleys specifically, there were episodes where there would be smoking. Yep, and there was Yeah, there drunk, was the episode, oh, Drunk Daffy Duck. My favorite, one of my favorite Daffy Duck moments. Drunk Daffy Duck is like one of the funniest things ever. Like that episode where Porky Pig... Is, is in a hostel for the night, and his roommate is Daffy that he's never met before, so so Porky is sleeping in his bed, and Daffy comes in from a night of drinking. You gotta be quiet. There's people sleeping on this floor, and he's trying to, <laughs> he's trying to put the key in the door. Oh, so funny. So, um, so uh, yes, yes and no. Those were cartoons aimed, actually aimed towards adults, believe it or not, and teenagers. So you're right, they did not have to be educational. But on the other side of that, you know, you still had uh, children's programming, but not as much during those days. So, yeah, we had a lot more children's programming hit the 90s, uh, and everything had to kind of have a lesson with it. What did we learn today? You know? However, not all of them. I mean, if you think about it, we had we had Ren and Stimpy. We Ooh, had my God. We had Rocco's Modern Life. And see, uh, and even, um, but even Thundercats, like Thundercats had a little lesson at the end of it. Like, um, yeah, that's true. Like, at the end, they were just, like, uh, you know, all together in, in a room discussing what they had figured out from that day. And then they would all laugh. And then they all, like, snark <laughs> and do something funny and they would laugh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that's great. That's awesome information, Gerardo. You continue on to say, um, now for children's anime that we didn't mention, this is awesome because you're right, we did not mention all these. There's way too many for us to keep up with. Well, there's a lot that we haven't seen either. Yes, uh, he wants to add. Folk tales from Japan, which yeah. is exactly how it sounds. I do have this in my Crunchyroll queue, mm-hmm. and um, and same with uh, Ghost Stories, which I think he has on there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yep, the um, Japanese Ghost Stories. Yeah, I have both of those in my Crunchyroll queue. I just never got around to watching them. And uh, another uh, children's show that's really popular in both Japan and here in the United States, which is Hamtaro. Oh yeah, Hamtaro! It's Hamtaro time. No, that's <laughs> the American. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying. 
Yeah. I think they were going for like a hamster dance. Yeah. You see that? Yep. And and then of course there's Astro Boy. Um, Astro Boy kind of seemed to aim towards a broad audience. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that was just supposed to be a show. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was for kids. I don't know. I know that there was a, an American-made kids movie out here starring Jesse McCarthy. Who knows? We saw it <laughs> once. It was really good. It was really good. Everybody should see the American Astro Boy oh, with, yeah, yeah. with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, oh, yeah. Astro Boy, my son. Oh. Astro Boy, my son. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, and finally, literally an hour ago, uh, before we started this recording, you sent us a message asking us um, if we have seen Resurrection of uh, Resurrection F and uh, if we're going to do a full review of it sometimes because uh, he personally enjoyed Battle of Gods. The uh, definitive answer that I can give you is maybe. <laughs> that is my yeah. definite answer. We kind of missed our opportunity to see it. See, we were supposed to see it, but it was during the work week, and I just could not go. Yeah, they didn't play it anywhere near us. I mean, it was a select theater thing, so we haven't had a chance to see it yet, and it was a select theater thing, and it wasn't playing when we had time off of work. And also, there's going to be the issue of, if we do a full review of Resurrection F, we can do it here on the show, but we can't make a video episode of it because it's owned by Funimation. Yeah. And Funimation will tear us a new one. If we even try to post anything Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's, it's true, they're going to rip it off they'll the They'll find internet. us, they'll find us, and they'll... Yeah, they'll rip it off the internet, you know? Uh, that's just what happens with Funimation stuff if you don't get permission. Uh, but maybe we can go to Funimation and get permission uh, for this stuff. Maybe. maybe, I don't know. And then and then we would absolutely do a review of I'll ring up my, my homeboys, Sean Chanel and Chris Sabat, who I'm sure that they remember my name, maybe. <laughs> Next up, we have, we're going back to uh, Shaded Sprider. Um, who sent us his little small history on fan fiction. Is Shannon Sprayer Scott? Um, he is a Scott. I don't think it's Scott. Uh, uh, the other Wicked Fan Scott. That's why I, I would say Wicked Fan Scott for our other Scott and then Shaded Sprider for this one so we don't get confused at Wicked Fan Scott. Which which one is Scott? <laughs> okay, so Shaded Sprider, you sent us um, in 2002-ish, uh, you wrote a crappy Pokemon fan fiction that you are thankful does not exist anymore. I'm not. Yeah, I know. You should send us that, and and you know if you're, I know we you, you wouldn't be happy if we read it on the show, but you know it. it would be I fun. would be. Yeah, but it would be fun. It would be great. Okay, and then you go on to say between 2003 and 2005, somewhere in that time period, you had a slash fan fiction written about you on a different Pokemon site, which is really interesting. I didn't know that people were that like could get that fan fiction famous. That fan, a fan fiction writer could have a fan fiction written about him. Mm. Writing fanfiction? I think that's what's going on here. Wrong. I think if that's... I, I believe that's what you're telling us in this message. Um, and then... Uh, what are you saying? Yeah. And then you said, um, 2006 to 2011, you had nothing fanfiction related. Until 2012, um, uh, or let's see, OCAD. OCAD? You helped with a My Little Pony fanfiction before you realized all the people... Before all you realized all the people you were talking to were dicks. Or you say arseholes. <laughs> um, in, in the, uh, British. They were all being dicks. Um, uh, so let's see. Uh, That's what we say in America. Yeah. We say they're, they're being dicks. <laughs> uh, also, uh, let's see. I'll say they deleted this stuff. Hmm. Okay. Also did some dramatic reading uh, inspired by o, uh, OCAD. And then 2015, you had two fanfiction stuff. Furthermore, we, you're recommending us an XCOM Enemy Within fanfiction by Beagle Rush on, on YouTube. Hmm. Okay, we'll have to check that out. 
Should we be passing this along to the Friday Night Fan Fiction guys? I believe we should. I, be, I believe we should do that anyway. Yeah, why not, right? I uh, couldn't stop talking about how much I like Full Life Consequences. That was a great one. Yeah, absolutely. That was my favorite. And then uh, and then you go on to say, uh, a friend of yours has infected you with sin <laughs> via Dragon Age 2 fan fiction. Andres M. Hawk and Justice won uh, One True Three-Way. He has written 29 fan fiction since February. What? 29 fan fictions? That's a lot of writing. Yeah, and is a very popular smut writer in the Dragon Age community. Felix's works are good, uh, not uh, Friday Night fan fiction material. Uh, but one is tagged uh, whipped cream, so it might be good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but may- hey, maybe we'll uh, tag it along to fan- uh, fan fiction- Friday Night Fan Fiction anyway. Because those guys, you know, they'll read stuff as long as they have a library. They'll read. They'll read it. So, uh, so thank you, uh, thank you, Shaded Sprayer, uh, Scott. <laughs> other Scott. Other Scott. Maybe. Maybe other. Maybe you're the other Scott. I don't know. Yeah, you a different email Scott. <laughs> different email Scott. Wow, guys, thank you so much for sending along your fan service. And remember, if uh, like shout out to all you silent fans out there. Um, or maybe uh, we have some fans that haven't talked to us in a really long time. Like, uh, you know, we really love to hear from you guys all the time, and we keep track. We make notes of what you guys talk about so we can talk about it here on the show. And even if you want to say hi, we do not care. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, you can email us. Uh, email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. Wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where you can talk to us there. You can send us message or cool, weird whatevers you find all over the internet. A lot of strange news comes through there. It really does. Uh, and then, of course, you can find us on nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where you can listen to this podcast. If you're not listening to this podcast on SoundCloud slash wickedanime or iTunes. And then, of course, you can uh, find us at Twitter, where you can tweet at us at Yo Wicked Anime. You can find us at Tumblr. Where you can tumble, tumble, or we tumble, tumble things, but you can also tumble at us or whatever. However, yeah, it's been works. like forever since we've gotten an ask, but that's fine. And yeah, it's like, uh, and that's on there enough. and that's wickedanime.tumblr.com. And now, of course, you can subscribe to us at twitch.com, uh, where we are wicked Anna play, all one word, wicked Annie play. Uh, Is it all one word? It's not it, wicked. It's all one word at Wicked Andy Play. Okay. Um, and what we're going to be doing there, of course, uh, we're not officially launched yet, but if you send us a follow, you'll find all of our updates. We'll be playing anime games like Dragon Ball Xenoverse or uh, this brand new Attack on Titan that game that's coming out or Naruto, which is coming out in February of next year. I got to get myself some Akiva Strip. That's right. We're going to play some game. And, uh, you know, this PlayStation 4, man, it's, it's, it's nuts. We got to get a camera. I know. And I was playing me some Bloodborne, like, insanely today. Like, I couldn't get off of it. I yeah, insanely. To... Like, it was driving you insane. Uh, screaming a lot. Like, on <laughs> purpose. Uh, it was driving me nuts. <laughs> but it's fun. I, like, I want to play it, which is amazing. It's so frustrating, but I want to play it. Yeah. Uh, so you can, that's all the places we're continuing to expand but hey, maybe you want to find us. I, I just got an Instagram myself. Maybe we'll get pick up a Wicked Anime Instagram somewhere along the line. And of course, a very, very final piece of information of where we are on the internet. You can find us at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews. The beginnings of Wicked Anime. And of course, we frequently, semi-frequently release videos on there. We just released recently our video of Anime Boston 2015, which is a full half-hour episode of Wicked Anime. Very funny. A lot of quirky happenings and quips and 
funny photography tricks. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, it's getting a lot of good response at the moment. Uh, and you can expect to see more videos in the future. We have a whole bunch lined up. We just have to finish editing them amongst our full-time jobs. Yeah. Last two things that I want to mention. One is that there is it's something that you desperately need to check out, guys. I'll put it in the description to follow it. I've posted it on our Facebook page already. There's a Nerdy Show survey that needs to be done. We need your guys' help. We're going to be running it through the end of the year. and every We want everybody's feedback on this. It's super important because it's gonna, it, it involves Wicked Anime. It involves all the rest of the network shows on, on the Nerdy Show Network. You don't even have to do the rest of the survey Unless, if, if you just want to do Wicked Anime stuff, that's totally cool. All feedback whatsoever is helpful. Uh, that's we have a short version of the of the survey and we have a long version of the survey. One is the long version takes a while. The short version takes like ten minutes to fill out the whole thing. But it's definitely worth it for us guys. It's one hundred percent worth it for the Nerdy Show Network to know what you guys like, know what you guys see, and you get to answer some personal questions about our show if you guys are fans of just our show or perhaps a lot of shows on the Nerdy Show Network. Yeah, I, I know that. I'm a fan of other shows on the Nerdy Show Network. So we'll be posting it frequently throughout the year because we have an almost an entire or until the end of the until the end of the year or an entire year until, until the end of the year I think until the end of this year so we'll be posting it frequently uh, so that you guys are reminded that it exists yeah and uh, then after this of course guys be sure to stick around I got some cool outtakes for you guys I think that's all we got I think that's all we have for this episode yeah so thanks for joining us we'll see you next time time to sign off the only way we know how okay bye okay bye news uh i do have a couple topics that might be short but we'll see where the conversation goes i'll I'll leave those you know uh to to surprise um after that we have the new season of anime that we're going to talk about while we're watching um might do a a into the west because i don't know we'll see where we at in in time uh is this like birthday kind of surprise or you've got aids kind of surprise no it's probably oh geez i don't know you've got birthday aids yeah (laughs) birthday aids (laughs) That'll offend somebody. I don't know who, though. But, you know. <laughs> Someone will be offended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am on the show. Of course somebody's going to be offended. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I guess we'll have to leave that surprise to a surprise, too. We'll just see what, <laughs> how everybody... We'll see how everybody feels when I bring it up. You know what the irony of it all is? Like, I have an extremely fast metabolism, so every time I eat, I have to, like, poop in, like, an hour, 30 minutes. But... I ate is that like regular? Four hours ago, before I got this, before I got squatty potty, it was taking forever to have to poop. <laughs> the one time I want to poop. I've actually, I remember being told about this product before, but uh, I mean, it's on Amazon, and it. The first thing I noticed is it has fifty-four answered questions. So, question one: Does this come? Does this come packaged discreetly, or is Squatty Potty written all over the outside of the box? You can get. Them I at, usually have my packages delivered to work. But you can get them at Bed Bath and Beyond too. That's where I got mine. Oh, so even less discreet. Yeah. Oh, I was carrying mine around. I was ready. To, I was going to take it into the bathroom if I had to poop. I don't care. <laughs> And then come out and say, I'm sorry, it didn't work right. I still have the receipt. (laughs)
<laughs> Alright, now, uh, just to illustrate, this isn't the first one that's responded, and I doubt that you could post this publicly, but this is the third result when you look up David the Hedgehog. <laughs> Not safe for work. At all. <laughs> Holy crap, that's horrifying. <laughs> so, this is mine. You want, you want, you want, you want a, a something lemon-ish? Here. I looked in that person's DeviantArt profile, and they oh, have oh, a no, Sarah the Hedgehog versus Sarah, a Pikachu version of Sarah, um, having a pillow fight. Yes. Oh, no. oh, that no. is so my fetish. <laughs> that is so my fetish. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the first thing I noticed is that those pictures on the wall are yeah. angled very improperly. Yeah. Well, the first, the first thing I noticed is the, uh, is like the, the cheek rub with like the, the electric wave. That's not a camel toe. That's the Panama Canal. I thought it was the Pokeball bra. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't so, even yeah, notice that. Is, That's like a this basketball. Is, this artist has a friend who has her, a character who's a Pikachu named Sarah, and so she drew them, her hedgehog, Sarah, and drew them together <laughs> having a pillow fight. Sarah the hedgehog, You're welcome. Sarah the hedgehog has death in her eyes with that. <laughs> But all the female hedgehog or Sonic the Hedgehog characters kind of do, except for Amy. Like Amy's like the only one. Oh, Peach, I guess. I don't know. Rogue the Bat is the one that I'm thinking of. I've seen too much Rule Thirty Four of all those characters to think good things. Yeah. <laughs> I actually found my best friend's fanfiction profiles because she has multiple. Oh. All right. Also, oh God, Rolling Hearts. Oh God. No, Vegeta's here. No. <laughs> yeah, take a look at that link if you dare. Oh, good God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, no. What am I clicking? What do you got me clicking? Oh, my God. Oh, don't go to page two. Don't go to page two. <laughs> Closing fire. There's so much saliva. <laughs> yeah. I almost spit out my water. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show to find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other nerdy show programming visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships you can subscribe to the wicked anime podcast via itunes and soundcloud leave a comment like and share and follow nerdy show and wicked anime on all your favorite social networks for more podcasts articles community forums and other awesomeness visit nerdyshow.com if it's geeky we've got it covered Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.